Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know what? It's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But, like, my mind is still kind of blown and my brain still kind of hurts. Because we had an open house a few weeks ago. Broken okay. our you new space. You know what's so crazy is that we actually physically moved into our space on the Saturday, October 27th, the day I'll never forget. I know. Got to the office. We were all ready to move yeah. from one loca- our temporary space into right. our new space, which right. is at, which is at um, Nova Place, formerly a Pittsburghers would say, Allegheny Center. Allegheny Center, Annette. And, uh, you know, we're all psyched about moving in, and then boom, at, at 10 o'clock or whatever, there's the, the reports of the, the massacre that occurred at Tree of Life. So, I, you know, I remember I was of no help that day whatsoever. Um, you were definitely sidelined that day, I but we all kind of understood. Guys. I mean, everyone was kind of sidelined, but uh, you were especially sidelined because of everything that was going on. But right. it was like this really weird way to kick off our new space. Right. It was you know? so weird. Yeah. But, but in many ways, it was sort of like the start of a new chapter. Us moving to the north side has been definitely... After a new chapter, it's not 23 a new chapter, years. A new book. It is a new book. You're right. New book. So the Pittsburgh Tech Council has been around for approaching 36 years. 23 years were spent actually on, what is that, South Oakland? 2000 Technology Drive. Which is considered South Oakland, kind Glen, of, Glendale? Glenwoodish. Glenwoodish, right. Glenwoodish. Kind, of, kind of Hazelwoodish sometimes. Yeah. So it's sort of like this weird intersection. Didn't have an identity per se. But, but bold as that move really was, yeah. 23, 24 years ago, very bold, yeah. left Oakland, right? left Henry Street in Oakland, tiny little space, and said, no, we're planting a flag, exactly. and we're going to be the front runners in being on top of uh, the old J&L. Yeah. Well, the Pittsburgh Technology Center that was out of, that was the first redesigned Brownfield. Redeveloped right, Brownfield it was the Pittsburgh. first one, so but, it was, but it was J&L. It was, it was the other side site. of the J&L, Absolutely. Before, where they took things across the hot metal. So amazing legacy, amazing vision. Um, but as time went on, as things changed, you know, we changed. And Very our much. needs across the community and being closer to, to our, quote, unquote, members and being a part of the world became pretty apparent to all of us. Exactly. We were sitting in many ways on an island, even though that we were doing great work and proliferating and growing. We just said, we, need, we really need a change. We need a rebrand. But that rebrand took about two years. Took a while. It took a while to really find our space. And so here we are, October 27th, we unpack our bags, we get in and we do this total refresh, and we can start to feel over the next few weeks the changes. Oh, totally. We start to feel some of the changes about what it's like to actually be in a neighborhood. Right. To be in a place where people are starting to come and go. I mean, the density isn't there yet, but they're definitely starting to come and go. Our offices overlook inches away from Federal Galley, 
And if you've not been to Federal Galley, you know, this is an ad for them. You should go because it's <laughs> packed. It gets packed in there, too. It absolutely. I have, we were there that Saturday. It was wall-to-wall And it wall was people. wall-to-wall people when we were just unpacking. I could hardly order a pizza. So fast forward, we're all making adjustments, trying to get situated in our new space, continue to do the work that we do day in and day out mm-hmm. with an amazing team that I'm lucky to, to work with. And um, we have an open house. And we decide we're going to have an open house. In the dead of winter, we're going to have an open house. Started, well, it started to snow, too. It did start to snow. But mind you, we have not had bad weather no, in January. Exactly. It was pretty good. Much at all, right? December, January. And, and I love the way the team said, you know what? We want to do it sooner rather than later. We want to bring our friends in. We did. And we did. 400 of them. At least. Yeah. It had to be at least that. It could and have been more because there were a lot of folks that didn't have name tags. <laughs> people coming in and we and it was so great because not only did we have a dj did we have like sushi we had those cheetos that were actually um on dry ice yeah i kept thinking people were vaping but it wasn't it It wasn't i kept eating eating those cheetos and the and the the dry ice was coming out out of your your nose dragon (laughs) but beyond that it was people actually helping us celebrate what we hope to reinvent right Exactly. And that exactly. juice just really lasts for a really long time. That's what I said. It's been two weeks and like my brain it's is just still really lasts from for it. a long time. I know, time. I know. And just people talking about being in this new space in this new neighborhood. And being in space doesn't define who you are, but it definitely gives you a whole new view. It gives you a whole new view. Right? It gives you a whole yeah. new view about what's going on. We we have an incredible podcast room thanks to the vision of Jonathan. We were Adam. We we joked about it. Remember, we gotta have a podcast room. No, you yeah. think we're gonna have a podcast room? What are we gonna have fun. a podcast room for? Yeah. So Jonathan and his creative ways, and go out to LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and look at the tech council. I got a lot of comments on. And that. you got a lot yeah. of comments. You did incredible design work, and it's of this the the city colors. <laughs> <laughs> that was not by choice, but <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was just like it had some free yellow tiles, and so you so mix them with black, and all of a sudden black. you got Steelers, which is great. Well, it's I, city I'm, colors, yeah. exactly. I love it, man. It's it's all good. It was great. Gold. We can't go wrong with black. So and gold. we're able to have some dive, you know, deeper kind of conversations that um, we can't necessarily have on radio. We continue to do both. We can curse more on our podcast. We can curse more, I which know. is I was going to say that. <laughs> and uh, we have a chance. <laughs> We have a chance for other people to get a little bit more comfortable in storytelling. Exactly. And I am thrilled to announce that Huntington Bank is our anchor sponsor, our sponsor of the podcast room. Yes, they are. And they're very excited about the kinds of things that they want to talk about over the next year or and so. And part of that storytelling with and us we they tell more stories are really the help. Yeah, yeah, they are just, it's just, um, it's proud. It's just really proud when you think about the founder of the Pittsburgh Tech Council came that night. I know. Tim was there. And Tim was there. And he was just smiling. I tried grabbing him for an interview in the podcast room. Oh. But the crowd was so immense, I couldn't find him again. You have to go back. And then when I did go back to the podcast room, people were in there and I had to like kick them out. And it, it, was, it was a little out That's of control. So great. In a very good way, it was out of control. So you need to go back and talk to Tim Parks. Tim Parks. We need to have him stop by the show sometimes. So. Right. Wouldn't that we, be fun? We'll have him by the show, and yeah. then we need, to have, we need to do a little bit deeper of an interview with him. Because the stories and the way he saw the world in 1982 Total. is definitely different than the appreciation Absolutely. that we have. Absolutely. Definitely. For now. Definitely. And if we do a, if we use our podcast, we can really nerd out on it, too. We can, we can go an yeah, hour so if we want It's to. just... Um, yeah. It's just really sort of proud. You know, you work 
lot of people don't get a chance to do the kinds of things that you and I do, Jonathan. It's where true. they're doing work and they they're not necessarily having that same kind of passion about right. that work. It's it makes a lot and of sense. And while we may get cranky and get frustrated because I want to send you to, you know, the bowels of of, uh, India? of India. Yeah. You know. Or the white sands of India. Or too. the white yeah. sands yeah, of right. India. Yeah. And <laughs> which you know, I think it's important for everyone to go to. But despite <laughs> and any of any of those international opportunities, we get to work on some pretty amazing things. Are you kidding me? And people are like, "Why have you been there for twenty one years, Kirsting?" I'm like, "Because it's the best job in Pittsburgh. I know. Get to have a lot of fun and get paid every two weeks. God, <laughs> God forbid. So yeah, it works out. Quite I know well there's that no way. government shutdown. There's for no us. government shutdown for us. Thank goodness. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, being in Nova Place is, is fantastic. Having our new space, right? Ferris has been great partners, Absolutely. and they're the ones who had the vision. Yeah. And uh, for Nova Place, if you've never been over there, go to come and visit us. Visit us, come Suite One Seventy Two. Suite One Seventy Two. We're right outside of the inside of the mall. Sounds funny saying that next to the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're in the old Arby's <laughs> or something like that. I don't know where. But it was. we're pretty excited <laughs> yeah. about that. We're excited about the show that you're gonna. Hopefully stay in tune on exactly. because we've got some good guests. We do. We have Nick Watson from Gleason Technologies. Of course, we have Axion Labs stopping by talking about their big global summit in Goa, India. And we're kicking it off with Dan Gribble from Savier. No stranger to TechFi. We love Savier. Really cool company. Longtime member of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Audrey Russo. And this is Jonathan Kirsting. So, Audrey, one of my favorite companies is back here on TechFi Radio. Okay. Yeah, our friends from Savier. No strangers to Tech Vibe, but this guy is new to Tech Vibe because he's new to Savier, and I was really excited to have this guy stop by the show, give him the Tech Vibe treatment because there's always new things going on in the world out there, and Savier has always been on the front lines when it comes to solving really tough problems when it comes to companies integrating the latest and greatest technologies to make their operations hum, for them to connect to their customers, all that kind of fun stuff. And, you know, Savier is working with us. On our website as well, too, which I'm very excited about because, you know, we need a robust presence. We need the latest features. Who do you go to? Savier. Simple as that. So, Dan Gribble, thanks great. for hanging out with us today, man. How you doing? Hey, great. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Hey, Dan, I'm, thanks uh, for being here. Oh, uh, You're welcome. Uh, glad to be here. And thanks to uh, everything you guys do here at the PTC. No, absolutely. Trying we're, our we're best. We're here to find out a little bit more about Savier yeah. and what Savier is up to these days. Sure. And you just started a few months ago, but before you came to Savier, what was Dan Gribble doing? Um, sure, absolutely. Um, been in the IT space for quite some time now, doing a lot of really cool, interesting work uh, with uh, some different distributors, uh, Avnet Technology, mm-hmm. uh, also uh, Tech Data. Also did some work with a security services firm in Toronto, focused on security probably for the past six years now. Really interesting, uh, going after some of the hackers that are out there trying to make sure that we uh, improve uh, our clients' posture and what they're doing around security and uh, different controls in the enterprise. Absolutely. So what what attracted you to go over to Savier and be like, I'm hanging out with Keith Giuliani and crew over there at Savier? Sure. Hey, great question. Uh, definitely wanted to uh, be back in my hometown of Pittsburgh. I've been traveling the country. Oh, wow. Uh, for, for quite some time. I was covering North America, a lot of different accounts. A lot of different uh, clients that I was calling on, but what definitely attracted me was the the fact that Savier's been in business now for 21 years. I know, I know. He just passed that. That's crazy. Milestone. Two plus decades. Right. He's uh, a CMU grad, right? Um, is he? Keith is a Pitt grad. 
He's a pit grad. Yeah, making oh, pit proud. See? Making pit proud. Okay. No messing around. No messing around. That's great. So you you got into Savier, and so now you're getting on the ground in Pittsburgh. Correct. And what are you seeing? What's a, what? What's your lay of the land just for you being back in Pittsburgh and on the ground? Yeah, sure. Definitely one of the issues and challenges that a lot of customers are facing, at least what they're calling us about, is the challenges they are having around data and some of their applications. Now, those could be legacy applications. They can be brand-new technologies. But we're really stepping in to help customers align some of the new technologies with some of their uh, business activities. Uh, Some of these things that that are going on right now, obviously – we want to try to maximize the digital capabilities that uh, they currently have. But for for them to, to do that, uh, we're going to need to make sure that we align with the business strategies, some of the IT assets, and how do we pull all that together so there's an end-to-end solution for that particular So what client. kinds of problems? So if people are listening and they're thinking, hmm, maybe I need to call these guys, what kind of problems would they be wrestling with right now? Uh, sure. Uh, one of the issues that we're seeing mainly is around enterprise architecture. So those are like, those are around systems that actually run across the company, so like finance and human resources or back-end operating system stuff? Actually, Audrey, all of the above. Okay. And that's what makes it so complicated because they all got to talk to each other at some point, so right? You got, so all of that. That's right. So mm-hmm. I mean, what, you know, listen, it would be sort of cool if you could just lay around and just let your technology – going you don't have to think about it if only we could <laughs> right if only if it became like the phones <laughs> just if set it, it forget like it right phones. set it just forget like, it set okay it forget how often do you need to call the phone folks right but now we have to pay attention to all these things so as leaders of businesses you have to pay attention to all these things that are happening mm-hmm. you can't just forget about it oh that, that's correct so i think what sets savvier apart is that we can have a different conversation and that conversation is really what we first do is we want to make sure that we understand that client's environment and also, too, more importantly, what's the outcome? Where are they looking to go? What's their vision? What are some of their goals? Absolutely. Right, how right. do they align that uh, with their current market and their customers right now? So that enterprise architecture discussion, I think, is critical. And what that's going to do is it's going to deliver that balance between driving innovation through relentless uh, customer service all right, and customer focus but also, too, it's going to really ensure a very strong alignment between the business values and your IT assets. So when you couple all that together, that's what companies are striving for. How do we get to that future state? And it sounds so simple when you say it that way, but when it comes to the actual execution, right. it gets really tough. And I think that's what makes Savier kind of really stand out because I know one thing we can say firsthand, like just working with you guys like on the initial concepts of our own website, you know, Keith – and right. team kind of came in there and did exactly what you just said there. They're kind of looking at, like, right. oh, what are your current needs? But where do you think that you want this to go? What have been the challenges? Right. And so they're really trying to get, before even mentioning anything, but just taking really dutiful note-taking. And I can see Keith's head processing this stuff, knowing that he can come up with stuff. And they come back two weeks later and like, this is, this is what we think is going to work for you guys. And you can like, no, you've actually, you know, and this, and our, and our project is simple. You know what I'm saying? This is just a pretty, but pretty, it's pretty still, basic he, thing. He but it's still, he actually unraveled something. But, but unravels right? things, exactly, and finds things, and then, and then mm-hmm. applying a technology solution to them in order to make them all work, which is just something you just don't find at any shop as far right. as that. Usually yeah. people are, yeah. want to sell one thing or exactly. sell a strategy. They're like, well, we got this one exactly. thing, we just kind of patch it on there and we'll customize it a little bit, you know, and it'll be fine. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, you guys dig way deeper than that. We think that's just, it really sets you guys apart. Excellent. Thank you. And definitely requiring uh, the skill set to do that, it's taken some time. 
but uh, being able to uncover what those true requirements are takes a lot of listening, and it takes working with a client. Absolutely. So by us being able to dig into some of the issues, the challenges, and get very specific on what the outcome is going to be and what, what the outcome is for that client, we're able to put together solutions that you can take to market or that you can use internally. So one of the other areas we see with challenges are just the collaboration between internal teams and also external teams. Mm -hmm. So how do we effectively communicate, if you're the client, how do we effectively communicate uh, new business models or new strategies to our end customer to help us grow our business? So we're having those types of conversations. What systems are communicating uh, between the applications and how are we driving that outcome uh, for, our, for our clients? Absolutely, 100%, 100%. So we're talking to Dan Gribble from Savier. So glad to be hanging out with you guys today. Like I said, it's always good to have good friends and family in the studio hanging out with us. Now, what are some of the typical size of, uh, of a client that you work with? We've got a couple minutes left. Now, you work with some big guys, but you also work with small guys like us. Sure. Is everything in between? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we've been working with uh, customers from nonprofits all the way up to uh, enterprise-sized clients. I know you did a, a really awesome job on the city of asylum site like their, mm -hmm. their events page is just absolutely amazing it is isn't it great taking something very people think oh events page is easy no lots of complex information being neatly spaced on a page and easily to easy to access it's those types of things where some of the most simple elegant things take a lot of complicated solutions and i think you guys pulled that off quite nicely with that and i almost forgot to ask you guys of course your website it's savvier.com that's right. With two V's, of course. Two V's. It wouldn't. It'd be Savior without the extra V, and that would be completely wrong. That'd be something completely on its own that we wouldn't even need to talk about because it's all about Savior. That's today. right. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. Absolutely. And welcome back. And welcome back to Pittsburgh. We're glad you're in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, not just kind of living here, but working here too. Excellent. Appreciate being here. Cool, Thanks, cool guys. stuff. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Five Radio. I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting, and this is Audrey Russo, and Audrey Fu. Like 36 years now, Pittsburgh Technology Council, doing what we do. I don't know where the time's gone. We're now camped out on the north side over in Nova Place. It's <laughs> so like exciting. Council 2.0. It's so exciting. I love it. Learn more about us by going to pghtech.org. So glad you're spending your evening here with us on Tech Vibe Radio. And Audrey, we always have some of the best and brightest guests stop back to yes, Tech Vibe Radio. it's so great to yeah. have them back in the show. And, and we have with us... Amy Halter from Axion Labs. Amy, thanks for stopping out and hanging out with us because you guys are like, it's like a repeat performance for Axion Labs. We're glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Very, very cool stuff. So first off, our listeners just need to know about Axion Labs. You guys are a really cool company. You solve some pretty tough problems. Just give us a little overview about what Axion's all about. Sure. Axion is a technology services corporation. We have our roots here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But we're a global company with offices in Singapore, Malaysia, India, the UK, and Canada. And we help our clients solve their technology problems. So whether they need just a single person like a Java developer right. or whether they need help with a digital transformation project and bringing old databases to new technologies. Like I said, tricky, tricky problems. Yes. And you guys make that stuff happen. And what's your role with the company? I oversee operations and human resources. Fantastic. A little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah that's everything, right? It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's do a little dive in terms of what's coming up. Talk about what's coming up in the next couple of months. So one of the things we're most excited about is our Global Innovation Summit. 
Um, it is our sixth annual summit, and we're doing it in Goa, India, in March of 2019. That's so, pretty cool. It's very exciting. Are you going to Goa? Um, I hope to go to Goa <laughs> this year. I'm sorting some things out personally, but I was fortunate enough to attend last year. Uh, and, and so, so talk about this a little bit, because I think this will give people a flavor yeah. for what kind of company you are. Sure. So, again, we are a technology company. So we invite our past customers, our current customers, our prospective customers, um, everyone involved in the technology space to join us in Goa. And we will have a full two days uh, speaking about technology, um, emerging trends in technology, how you can apply AI and machine learning to your business, um, advances in UX designs, uh, comparing cloud platforms, um, best practices for SaaS transformation. So lots of different things that our customers are hearing the buzzwords, mm -hmm. but might not know exactly how they can use it. Exactly. So is this sort of like a an opportunity for a whole bunch of rapid fire talks for some collaboration? What sort of describe it? Because sure. all I keep thinking about are the white sands of the Goa beaches. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, they can be fun to visit, and, and guests will get that opportunity right. as well. <laughs> but um, from what time to what time? Yeah. And then it's all about AI, right? Okay. Yeah. We um, do the full two days, and we keep it to about a one-hour session on each topic. Um, we offer customer panels, so our customers can talk about their pain points, um, their opportunities, and their challenges. Our um, team will speak about some of our IP. They'll speak about all of these topics that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, and even some of our customers this year are going to be presenters on what they have um, experienced in their technology world. And what better way to do that than to actually have your customers up there talking about how you help them navigate these really tricky issues and problems and put a solution towards it? Absolutely. I mean, it's like right there, right then. They can and they can then answer the questions. Like this is how it worked for us. Yeah. And then the the beauty of it is, we have these sessions, but then there's opportunities to talk one on one. Um, our CEO, our CTO, mm -hmm. all of those people will be there, and the customers can interact directly with them. And then there's opportunities to go and visit our dev centers that we have out there in India as well. Oh, that's that's a good opportunity. Very it is cool. interesting though, because as I think about 2019. And all the different applications. So you have all this automation. You have, you know, this whole thing about AI and blockchain. And many people are walking around trying to figure out how does that even apply to my world? Or am I just becoming an early adopter? Should I wait? Exactly. Exactly. And that's where we can help. We have centers of excellence um, that are focused on these different technology areas. And we're constantly learning. One of our values is lifelong learning. So keep learning about technology. Keep seeing how these leading edge and emerging technologies can be an influence and how our team is a think tank can help our customers really kind of drive their innovation forward. Very, mm -hmm. very cool. So, I mean, your customers are around the world, I assume. Absolutely. Obviously. Many here in Pittsburgh. So the idea then getting these worldwide companies that you've worked with mm -hmm. over the past year, you bring them to go to India. What's the website for us to learn more about this? Where can we go and, and check out all so the So it's going to be a link from our Axion Labs website, Absolutely. which is com. Excellent. That's axionlabs.com. Yeah. And just look for the, the Global Innovation Summit link on there. Absolutely. And you can get right in there and really get some of these details on it. Because I want our listeners so, to know that they can go there as they're listening now and start, start checking it out. Mm -hmm. And are there any kind of white papers or anything out there that can sort of help people facilitate their engagement on this? 
Um, we don't have any white papers on this just yet, okay. but we do have a lot of collateral. We have information on what was covered last year. We great. have great. slide decks That's from great. what perfect. was covered last That's year. Perfect. So we'd be so happy to share it. that. Right. And so that people can really understand the value of the summit as well. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. And so how many people do you usually expect to come to this thing and, and hang out with you guys and, and start learning and engaging? You know, including our employees, yeah. we have about 250 people attend each year. Fantastic. So it's a big That's event. Nice. It's That's nice. And a representation of about 30 to 50 customers worldwide and multiple people from each of those customers. And very, so very cool. Axion Labs locally. Just so people are listening. Talk about Axion Labs locally. Axion Labs locally is uh, pretty exciting right now. We are growing. Um, if you've looked at any job boards lately, we're constantly hiring. Okay. What are you um, looking for? We uh, Everything from the technology sector to recruiting to sales, um, even some operations team members as really? well. So really? a little bit of everything here in Pittsburgh. And where are you located exactly? We're in Bridgeville, right yep. off of uh, the Heidelberg exit of 79. The last time you guys were on the show, we talked all about your new space. Really cool space. You guys just moved into it. And then you guys are probably all, it's all broken in by now, feeling pretty good and, and it's, it's meeting your needs. It sure is. So room for growth. Um, we've been speaking with some different uh, companies who are also looking to move to the Pittsburgh area. And that's a really exciting thing because we huh. have some space to help them get started Uh-oh. in bringing that's their cool. their technologists to our office and giving them a secure area to oh, start awesome. building their company from. That's great. You guys have been good citizens of the region. Oh, absolutely. And so you're recruiting. You've got global customers. So if you're working in Pittsburgh, you're working with customers from all over the world? You sure are. Oh, that's interesting. You got to go, and you got, obviously, axionlabs.com. You go there, you can check out all the job opportunities that are spinning up there as well, too. Now, I need to switch gears a little bit. I just want to revisit some of the key details of what's going on in Goa. I just wanted to say that twice. <laughs> I couldn't resist myself. Give us, give us the, the dates and all that kind of good stuff again. Sure. It's March 14th to 16th, okay. uh, 2019, again in Goa, India. And um, we'll have various events. There'll be cultural experiences. There's yeah. yoga at the beach. There's yoga at the beach. These innovation <laughs> sessions. And then opportunities to visit our dev centers Excellent. as well. Now, as far as if you go to register for that online, as far as like, do you have links in order to, to accommodate air travel and all the logistics to, to so get to go up? Logistics, we tend to do things on a little bit more of a personal basis. Okay. Because a lot of people, this will be their first time traveling exactly. to India and that traveling to Goa. And it's just a little bit... Uh, more involved, and so we go through and we meet with the customers individually on uh, passport and visa requirements, immunizations that they may want to get, all of those types of things. All to make it a good, fun, safe trip that's seamless and great to get to as far yes. as that goes. Have you guys considered doing something, something like, like this in the States you know, at some point You know, we are talking yeah. about Maybe like in launching Pittsburgh an, or something like that. Yeah. We're talking about launching our stateside innovation summits in the fall of 2019. Okay. Here in Pittsburgh will be the start, and hopefully we'll get everybody out to a Pirates game at that one, too. Very cool. Because I think just from, cause, you know, a lot of people like locally might be like, I can't get to India this time, and maybe marking it for next year. But also wondering, obviously, you're a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh company, working with lots of other Pittsburgh companies. They'd probably really be interested in being able to maybe go to yeah, go to a Pirates game and get some cool information and, and kind of learn about some of the top things that you guys are solving out there. As far Absolutely. As and I think Pittsburgh as a technology center is starting to be recognized around the world and around the nation. And are you hearing that? I am hearing that. I'm hearing it from our customers. I'm hearing it from my neighbors in my neighborhood. 
you know, that they... They're knocking over the fence. Hey, <laughs> Yeah, at one Amy, point they were driving, hey, true? They were hey, driving true? through, not knowing where they wanted to be and, and found Pittsburgh. Do you have, like, Pittsburgh. a sign in your yard? It's yeah. true. Pittsburgh's <laughs> a technology <laughs> town. <laughs> Move to Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's true. It is true. It's very true. And it's exciting. And it's, you well, know, a lot you. thanks to the PTC. Well, no, thank you for your leadership on all yeah. this. It takes everyone to make this stuff happen. Oh, without but a doubt. you're a good champion. It's Thank like, you. I mean, Axion's been one of those kind of key companies. You guys have been out there. I mean, I remember when, when Kinesh first kind of started this thing up, when he joined the Pittsburgh Technology Council. You do? You remember? Yes. Oh, so my, my one Kinesh story is, I remember he was telling me about taking his kids to a splash park that was like in Ohio. And I was like, Kinesh is like a good dude because like, here's a guy that's oh, like, building his, yeah, they have that. exactly. And it was just, he was talking about his kids. I knew this guy loves his kids and he loves his company and the way he's been yeah, growing it here in Pittsburgh. Man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's just doing like a fantastic job. So we just got a couple minutes left. So what, what, what are some of the key things you see kind of driving growth in the Pittsburgh office? Any, any particular types of projects you're seeing more of or less of that you think are you know, really driving Pittsburgh? Uh, digital transformation continues to be a yeah. big one, um, especially in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has some old roots as far as the companies are yep. concerned. They've been around for a while. They're working on old technologies, and they need to figure out how to move to the newer technologies in order exactly. to stay relevant. Um, so we're seeing a lot of digital transformation. And again, all these companies that are working towards the AI, machine learning um, factor, the Ubers of the world, exactly. those types of things are really, really starting to take off. Um, and then looking at the conversational UI as well Perfect. is another oh, big one. Okay. How can users interact better throughout yeah. their websites? Super, super cool. That's great. Amy Halter, Axion Thanks, Labs, Goa India. Connect all those dots, and there's an innovation conference going on in March. So keep your dial tuned. Keep your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Audrey, the last time I checked, for 36 years, the Pittsburgh Technology Council has been trying to help companies like Axion do what they do. Yeah. So learn more about us at PGH Tech. So, Audrey, anytime I go out to eat and you see like a giant salad bar somewhere, you know, there's a lot of crazy things that can go wrong with a salad bar when you're out there. You never eat from a salad bar. No, it scares me. But I'm scared less because there's technologies that make sure salad bars and things like that are safe. Well, let's really dive into this because is it partially your OCD that's talking right now? I don't know. I, I think maybe my OCD will be confirmed as being like true. Oh. And, and and the fact- spoken by a true OCD <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but no, I've really been pumped actually to get these folks on. They're, they're actually neighbors of ours for a little while when we were in our right. in our, temporary, our temporary space. space. We yep. got our, our friends from Gleason Technologies here. Introduce yourselves, would you please? Hi, I'm Nick Watson from Gleason Technology. I'm the vice president of technology. Nick, glad you're here. And uh, Brian Rosen, our president of uh, Gleason Technology. So great to talk to you guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having for us for coming with us. So give give us an overview of why this started and what you're doing. So um, yeah, we we started this process and this this application um, uh, back in uh, we're an insurance related product originally, and our first product was a premises inspection program. And what we wanted to do was help our clients, which happened to be retail food establishments, primarily grocery store operators. We wanted to help them with their number one risk problem, which was slip and fall claims. And um, what we enabled them to do is uh, electronically inspect their premises where we could identify and prove that they were in each aisle in each location. And what that enabled them to do was have what's called evidence of reasonable care. And it enabled them to reduce both frequency of these incidents because they're picking stuff up off the floor as they walk around, as well as um, the severity of those incidents. Okay. 
And the ultimate goal for them is a lot of them were uh, self-insured to some extent. They're saving their own money, Mm -hmm. and it helped them with their insurance as well. And we actually have insurance partners that we work with now, carriers, who will give discounts and look favorably upon clients who use our program. Oh, that's wonderful. So that's that's the beginning of where we got and uh, where we're now headed is is in this direction of of, um, taking that inspection. And and we've become a a single platform for everything inspected Mm -hmm. in, in that retail food environment, which is our niche. And it's expanded to food safety inspections, temperature inspections. We've integrated different types of of hardware that we can use, uh, proprietary thermometers, um, sensors can be integrated. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, your fear of, of salad bars, we have the Tell ability you, to Those are the now, front lines of where the stuff goes wrong, and you guys keep that from happening. We do. So we can now let you know that every time you eat at that salad bar, hopefully every salad bar one day will have our, right. our risk limit or platform, um, you'll be able to know that somebody routinely checked the temperature of that you know, product at the salad bar and it was always in range. So let's now talk about the tech in it. Talk about the technology and how that works a little bit. Of course, don't give away your secret sauce. Sure. So Unless the sauce is at the right temperature. <laughs> <laughs> so all of our inspections. He's are... a clown. Wow. He's a clown. <laughs> Couldn't resist. <laughs> all of our inspections are done on mobile devices, either iOS or Android devices. Uh, download the app. Uh, we set up the inspections within our cloud-based system. It's pretty simple. They walk around the store, and we'll use what we call location identifiers. They could be NFC tags. They could be QR codes. They could be Bluetooth beacons. Uh, they could even, in some cases, be geolocation. Um, and when you hit that location, it comes up qu- and tells you. Questions come up, and it prompts you to, to do something. So, like, or, what kind of questions? What's the what's the hierarchy, like, in the workflow? Sure. So, let's say I'm a salad bar, right? And I'm um, standing in front of the mac and cheese. It would say, "Of course hey, you are." Yeah, so I love mac and cheese, right? It looks delicious, but is it the right temperature? Got to be in the right temperature. So it'll prompt you to take the temperature of uh, the manually mac and take the temperature with our yes, proprietary exactly Bluetooth probe, um, which so you, we have. So you oh, the, you, so you have your your own, own probe. Yeah, we have okay. our own probe. It's and and we've built it to be extremely rugged. It's it's made out of. Aluminum. You were telling me about this when we were before yeah. the show. Wow. That, like, okay. People are rough on these things because it's a lot of work going on yeah. when you're taking. Yeah. Temperatures. One yeah. of the things we've learned over the years that um, the the retail food environment, whether it's a, a supermarket, whether it's a restaurant, they're fairly harsh on 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 electronics and hardware. Definitely. So <laughs> we threw in we threw in the towel and said we're going to need to make this for ourselves, and we have a partner engineering partner that manufactures this. Oh, that's this thermometer. Great. And what's unique about it, it's it's Bluetooth. It, it operates on on the most recent versions of Bluetooth, which mm-hmm. means it's extremely efficient. Uh, it's dual. It's a dual thermometer. It okay. has infrared and a thermocouple. Whoa. So you can do it, you know, you can take temperatures okay, multiple so, ways. So you can, so like, now, hover above it and get the temperature or absolutely. stick it right into the heart of the yep. mac and cheese, and it says this stuff is 200 degrees. Yep. It's good to exactly. go. Exactly. How much, how much temperature should a mac and cheese be? Depends if it's the hot mac and cheese, 141 or higher. The cold Whoa. macaroni salad would be uh, 41 or below. Wow. Really? Aren't you a walking book of knowledge? He's been doing this. <laughs> now I'm just getting hungry for some mac and cheese. Wow, I'm never inviting you over for dinner. Exactly. I'll bring my thermometer with me. <laughs> exactly. And my smart device. He's got a holster for <laughs> gotta it. Got to test the food before we eat, right? <laughs> exactly. What Apparently, are some of the dangers, though? Like with the hot mac and cheese, for example. The the, the dangers for, for, the, for the customer and the, the dangers is that... that that product falls below that 
that standard temperature that it, it needs to right. be maintained for a period of time. Now, if it falls below for a short period of time, nobody has to go into panic mode. Um, okay. there, there's actually a, a process called time as temperature control, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and all of these regulations are, are really also driven by counties, local municipalities. Right. So in that situation, it can be out for up to four hours without having to check the temperature. Wow. Meaning if it does go out of range during that time, no need to panic, but you still want to you know, make sure that it's not going to. But we have an application that, that Nick's been, been building called a, a new kitchen application. And um, we're going to be the first ones that we know of that allow us to do uh, time as temperature control electronically. Oh, wow, okay. Where people can put that mac and cheese out and don't have to temp it for, for four hours. They temp it when they put it out. And then, and then if it runway. doesn't get right. used up in that four hours, you pick it and you throw it away. That's so, the regulation. So is any of this for home use? <clears throat> I use my thermometer and my mobile app all the time at home. I was going to say. I keep it in the kitchen if yeah. we're cooking. Can I buy one for Jonathan for a present? A hundred percent you can. Oh, deal. Let's but make Nick, this happen. Nick, you got to go through Nick. <laughs> we'll go through Nick. Don't worry. <laughs> no. Yeah. He'll take so, your credit card after the show. Don't worry. You so, can test all get... the celebrants. No, I just I know no. Attempts he's so going to can... be checking everything. I'll go around just poking. I want he... the infrared one so I can just hover it. I don't actually have to put it into the food, right? If I use when infrared. When I'm cooking at home, I use the thermo- the thermocouple. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I'll use it if we're cooking, especially if we're cooking like chicken. Um, you want to make sure. a little bit yeah. more uh, sensitive. Uh, you know, because you don't want you can have your steak rare, but you you just can't you have can't your have chicken your chicken rare. rare last no. time I checked, no, no chicken rare is not good. No, um, so <laughs> part of this this kitchen app that that Nick's been really working on yeah. lately has, um, so it's two main features. That time is temperature control, and we're also uh, a a process that a lot of places, restaurants, and and supermarkets now whoever's making prepared foods and then breaks that food down, it's called a cooling log. So by they have to actually cook it to a certain temp. And then once it starts at 135, they have a certain period of time to cool that down to 41 degrees. And they need to get there in a certain time. And if they don't, then they have to reheat it and start over. And we allow them to track that whole process. So you can't just stick it in the freezer like I do. Well, we do, but you should. <laughs> correct. Yeah. So, and what's great about our product is, is we, we integrated sensor technology in it. So what you do is when you're ready to cool that product down, you take it off the stove. You place the sensor into whatever you're temping. You you put it in into your cooler and you walk away. And so you can it, set it and forget it. Set it set and forget it. it. Forget exactly. It. Yeah, and actually- it will monitor the different phases of the the, the, uh, the cool. So, for example, it has an unlimited amount of time to get to 135 degrees. And then once it hits 135 degrees, you have two hours to get it to 70 degrees. And our app is constantly monitoring that temperature every five minutes. And if it determines at any point in time uh, using some predictive analytics, that it's not going to make uh, 70 degrees in two hours. It'll alert that person, hey, your product's not going to make 70 degrees in two hours. So, so how does it? How do you create that accelerated temperature drop? Well, they put what the, what the retailers or, or the, the, the cooking environments, they, they have two things. They'll put it in either a, a really, really, really cold walk-in freezer or they'll put it in a blast chiller. And a blast ah. chiller will accelerate that. Do you have um, one of those in your house? I do not have a blast. Yeah, unfortunately, no, actually, most I of do. us don't. It's called my basement yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. this, at this time of year. It's a blast chiller. It's a selling feature for the home. Yeah, so th- this this fully automated uh, uh, concept where you put the sensor in and set it and forget it, walk away. Right, right, right. Um, it's going to help all these these uh, um, retailers or, or the restaurants or, or supermarkets uh, help on some labor costs so that okay. you don't have to continuously 
go back and forth and check the temperature. Sure. Just reminding our listeners, we're talking to Gleason Technologies. We have Brian and Nick here. If people want to learn more about this, where can they go and check this stuff out? What's your, what's your website? Our website is risklimiter.com. I like that. I mean, if you go there, I mean, like, so seriously, like any restaurant can go and check this stuff up. I mean, how are people finding this? How are you getting this out into the marketplace? Well, um, word of mouth a lot. You know, we, uh, we, have, a, we have a great sales team who uh, actually some of them come from uh, uh, other industries where right. they were calling on the food industry. Um, we have great clients that use this product. And you'd be surprised. Uh, people walk into our clients and see it every day. And we're getting calls every day from somebody who, oh, I saw it at this client. I saw so it at this great. client. Can we come out? And we have uh, relationships with a number of uh, uh, associations, uh, New York City uh, Hospitality uh, ah, Alliance, which uh, very cool. has that's 2,000 a good one. restaurant yeah, members. Yeah, that's great. So um, it's spreading like wildfire. That's what I want to hear. Because I mean, we're excited by that. I'm I, really excited. Yeah. I think you've solved a problem that, while it might not seem sexy, it's certainly critical. I Beyond mean, in critical. terms of yeah. food safety, just in general, and all the amount of recalls that people have, I think it's it, it's made us a little bit more aware that we need to be conscious of this. And there's going to be definitely a fallout. I think if we don't start to solve these problems. Yeah, and it's it's really it's amazing. It, it's uh, the interest level is growing all the time. Uh, what even though we said you know paper and pencil were our our uh, biggest competitors, people are really starting to realize that it's For the sure. day and age of of technology. And and when you can apply something technology right. to something like this now, it's something you need. That's to do. great. So go to risklimiter.com and check this out. Cool local company using advanced technologies to keep your food safe. I want to list offline of all the restaurants that you guys are in locally, so I know when I go there, I got nothing to worry about. Great stuff, man. Thank you. Super hard Thank problems you. to solve, and you guys are nailing it. Very, very cool. Thank, Thank you so much for Thank being you guys. with us. We're taking a quick break. Actually, we're not taking a quick break. It's our last segment of the day. I get oh, so no. excited about That's Tech great. Vibe. I'm like, this there's, there's more to come. So tune in next week for more Tech Vibe. We've got great guests like Gleason here stopping by every week, making Pittsburgh proud. Guys, thanks again for stopping by the show. Thank you. Thank you. And learn more about us by going to pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.